0: Hello, and welcome to the Badass Business Squad podcast, where I help entrepreneurs like you feel lit up in their businesses by connecting them with the best community, education, and business strategy. I'm your host, Katrina Widener. Tune in each week for bite-sized episodes where I'll share implementable advice, interview guest experts, and highlight key takeaways from real hot seat meetings inside the Badass Business Squad group coaching program. Hello everyone and thank you for coming back to the Baddest Business Squad podcast. Today we have Celicia Stanton on and she's going to be talking to us all about TikTok and growing your business and your podcast on TikTok so I'm very excited to have you here.
1: Yes, I'm super excited to be here just to tell you all a little bit more about myself. As Katrina mentioned, I'm a podcaster. I'm also a wedding and portrait photographer and I've owned my own business doing those things for several years, but I actually fell into the podcasting space in a a really unexpected manner. In the fall of 2020, I was the victim of a really large financial crime, which was a Super crazy experience. That's a whole long story. But ultimately, immediately after that happened, I I ended up consuming all of this true crime and really felt like, as I was listening to this true crime content, I had this newfound perspective as a victim of a crime, somebody going through the criminal legal process. And I was just like, oh my gosh, there's so much missing from the true crime space in terms of what causes crimes to happen. What are the real impacts on victims? Like all of these other pieces that kind of get left out and then sensationalized true crime that we're kind of used to hearing. So that all led me to create my podcast, which is called Truer Crime. And it's really the true crime podcast that I hoped that I could have listened to or that I was looking for in the space. So yeah, I've been working on that for about a year exactly. It put out a first season in 2021 and I'm working on subsequent seasons now. But TikTok has been a major avenue for marketing the show and I'm really excited to chat more about it.
0: Yeah, from what you've said, you were able to grow to over 100k followers in just a couple months. Everyone listening is going to be like, yes, yes, tell me your secrets.
1: Yeah, it's been really wild because I think when I was first putting out the show, my goal was really just like getting the show out there, making sure it was a great quality. I wasn't as focused on outside marketing at that point. So I actually, when I originally released the show, didn't do any outside marketing beyond just marketing to my own network on Instagram and things like that. And then once the season one was done and I had a little bit more time to devote to really finding new listeners for the show more than just word of mouth. That's when I started delving into TikTok. Season one started in May and wrapped in July of of 2021. And then really started working on TikTok at the very end of July, really the beginning of August. And so between the top of August and the end of September, the account grew from zero to 150,000 followers. And that wasn't even putting out videos every single day. I know that's like a huge piece of advice you get from people who educate on TikTok. And there's nothing wrong with that. And you probably could grow a lot more. But I actually don't have that many videos on the account. A lot of the focus is really putting out videos that were really highly strategic until some of those kind of caught on and went viral on the platform. And that really helped grow the account a lot. So it'll be cool to dive into some of those things.
0: Yeah, that's all sounds really, really cool. Obviously, everyone's on TikTok for the most part, right? People are using it. They are consuming it. But exactly what you're saying, we hear all this advice. It's like, you need to post a video every day. You need to use all of the trends. You need to do these things. And I think that still leaves people being overwhelmed and a little like, oh, my gosh, how could I possibly do this? So to be able to really dive into the strategy and how you picked which ones you were going to create and what topics you wanted to focus on will be super, super helpful for people. So maybe we can just kind of start there. Obviously, it makes sense why you wanted to focus on TikTok, but how did you decide what you wanted to do on TikTok?
1: Yeah, so I think part of it is hearing what TikTok educators have to say about the platform was really helpful just in terms of, you know, obviously the algorithm is a sort of like nebulous word that scares people, but learning a little bit about how it works, how is the app designed to work and what kinds of videos is it going to promote? I think ultimately at the end of the day, just like any other social media platform, the goal of the creators is to keep people on that app as long as possible. So it really isn't a surprise that the longer you can keep a viewer engaged in your TikTok video, the more that TikTok's going to like that video, the more they're going to push that video out. And so that doesn't mean necessarily that you have to use a three minute video every single time. And in fact, that can be a little bit too long and in, in a time when intention spans are short, but it just means that however long your video is, if you're keeping a viewer watching for like a good percentage of that time, like 80, 90% of your video length, that's going to be ultimately pretty positive. So All of that to say a lot of what I started with and I work on TikTok a lot with the co-producer for my podcast, Olivia, a lot of what we focused on at first was just, okay, what is the landscape which we're working on? How does TikTok work? Learning some of those key pieces like what I was just describing. For that, you could invest in courses and things like that. But realistically, all we did was go watch some YouTube videos and read some articles. There's some great people on YouTube putting out free content, giving you great tips. They'll usually put updates out on big changes in the algorithm every month, things like that. And then from there, and this is the piece that honestly is going to vary the most, I feel like between person to person or business to business is really that market research of people like you on TikTok in your niche. What kinds of content are they putting out that's doing really well? I think a lot of pressure on social media comes from feeling like you have to produce something extremely original. And it's very hard to have an original thought or put something original (laughs) out there. And you say you don't really have to do that. So at first, you know, I think trends were a bigger thing on tiktok in terms of if you would repeat a trend and put your own spin on it that video could do really well i still think that could do well although i've definitely found more success on more niche specific content which i can explain more about in a second but that's kind of what we started with was putting out videos which were popular trend and then what is the spin that i could put on this that has to do with my podcast or true crime content and From there, you know, a big thing was paying attention to the commenters, seeing what kinds of content were they most likely to engage with and really putting out more content like that. So for me, for example, we were trying different things, lots of different types of trends. And then the videos that seemed to catch on that people seem to respond the most to were ones that were like critiquing the true crime genre, right? So asking people like, uh, isn't it really annoying when you're listening to a true crime podcast or watching true crime content, and they're doing like these things, which my podcast tries to counter, let's say. And those would be the videos that we'd get a lot of reactions to messages, that kind of thing. So whatever people are responding to, it's great to continue making that kind of content. But in terms of a really viral video, I hadn't found that happening for me with trends. I'm sure that happens with some people, but you're competing against lots of different creators. So what I started doing then was researching the other people who are creating true crime content on TikTok and seeing what kinds of content were they putting out there. What's really important is you want to change your search filters to look at the videos which were the most liked in the last month or even the last week. It kind of depends on how many creators are in your space. And the reason that you want to narrow your parameters that way is just because you want to know what's performing well right now, just because algorithms change and people's preferences change and also society changes and that changes how people consume content. So you want to see what's doing the best right now and then start searching terms related to your niche or your topic. So in my case, I'd be looking true crime, true crime podcast, you know, and then you'll find hashtags that are niche specific. So in my case, there's hashtag true crime community or hashtag true crime talk or hashtag crime talk. So you'll have your own sort of hashtags that are relevant to your um, niche. And so I would kind of look at those hashtags and see what videos are performing the best. And then what I noticed was videos which were telling a story, and this I'm sure is true for pretty much any niche, we're doing really well. And then those stories had to be really engaging. And there were several ways that uh, these content creators would make them engaging, right? So one is a lot of change happening on screen. So- by that, I mean if you're just talking at your at your camera for a minute straight, it's going to be really hard to keep people's attention. You have to have something really special or you have to be very lucky in terms of the algorithm to get something like you have pushed out. So that means like maybe you're green screening and you have photos on the background and the changes are pretty quick from photo to photo or you're doing a lot of cool transitions or interesting angles that are switching up. And then one of the best ways I found to do it is the true crime content creators would start with a video, a video that they screen recorded or something on their phone that was relevant to the topic, the story that they were going to tell. And then they would usually have some writing above the video that hooked in the viewer, some kind of like title or something like that. And so a video that's not of your face, but of like movement, maybe of a documentary or something like that of something from the story, like original footage. You know, in my case, it's maybe footage from 10, 20 years ago. That's automatically interesting to people and it's changing really fast, right? So you're hooking them in in those first few seconds. And then the idea of the writing, the text, the hook is that's additionally gonna hook them in. And really the hooks that I noticed that worked the best were hooks which made you want to watch till the end. You could call it clickbait, you can call it whatever you want, but really it's just this idea of, I really wanna know what's going to happen. So I saw that and I was like, okay, I would love to try this out, see how it works. So the first videos that we created that were kind of in that format was a story about a woman named Susan Smith Susan Smith is a great example of something that influenced a podcast episode I did. So it's not just retelling one of my episodes and I can direct people there, but it's its own distinct story, which also fits within the types of content that my podcast is creating. So because also this story had a lot of like outside footage, the first video was her pleading with people to bring her children back. And it's some kind of a caption that gets people being like, you won't believe what ends up happening in this case. From there, after only doing like maybe 20 seconds of that, then it switches to me telling the story, talking about the nuances of this case, the systemic issues um, involved in the case, switching between lots of different photos. That one I also split into three, I believe it's three parts. And that's another strategy too. If you can create something in parts, you want to do that just because it gets people over to your page. It gets them engaging with more of your content. They're going to follow you, that kind of thing, because they want to hear the rest of the story. It gives some element of suspense to things. And so, That series we put out, and that video is still growing. I think right now the first video is at like over nine and a half million views. That one video alone probably is responsible for a large majority, that one video series, I should say, a large majority of the followers on the account. So once you find something that works, you can repeat that format, and it works really well. I will say though, when I say engage with the comments, listen to the comments, because they're going to give great feedback. TikTok is a hard place for comments. It's like reminiscent of YouTube or something like that where you're gonna get a lot of comments which are not kind or people don't like to feel like they're being marketed to. So one of the big things is if they feel like something you're doing is clickbaity. If they feel like you only split it into parts because you want people to engage with what you're doing, they're gonna tell you that. And they can be mean sometimes in the comments, but it is what it is. We all market things. Obviously, we all have reason for marketing things. So that's the one thing I would say to be a little bit cognizant of. Yes, take in the comments, it's important for growing the account and learning what's working. And also at the same time, it comes with the territory. If you have videos that do well, you're also gonna get a lot of negative comments too.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And I love that you gave an actual example. This is one way or a couple ways that. With our niche, how we turned it into videos that work for us. I know one of the questions that people often have with something like TikTok or social media is how do I get that audience and get that engagement off of the app, right? So how does that turn into actual podcast listeners for you? Or for a lot of people, it would be how does that turn into actual clients? So what advice would you give those people?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, just like you need a hook to hook in your viewer, get them watching to the end. You also need a call to action at the end. If you want that to go anywhere. It's just, it depends on kind of what you're looking to get out of the video or out of the people who are watching your content on TikTok. You can obviously have a call to action that's as simple as follow or or like or something like that if you want people to continue engaging with future content and you're going to try to convert them later on. What's nice too is I'm not sure if all accounts can do this or if you have to have a thousand followers first. Maybe you have to have a thousand followers, but you can have a link in bio similar to Instagram. So you can direct people to that link. You can put a link to in there as well. So you can have multiple links going different places. So we've had a few different calls to actions. Obviously, sometimes they're just like follow and you know, I want people to keep engaging with me on the app. And then hopefully eventually they'll come off the app. Pretty much on all the videos, we'll have calls to action. I think we got this advice from another YouTuber, which is always be the first comment on your own video because why not? It's a free comment. TikTok views it as a comment. And um, also it's another place for you to put a call to action. So we might comment in there and be like, hey, if you want to hear more, more stories which examine systems and whatever my pitch is, you can check out True Kind Podcast on XYZ platform, link in bio, something to that effect. And then the same thing with the caption of your TikTok, or you can use it as like a secondary hook, say something in there that makes people be like, oh shoot, I want to hear it to the end. Or, or it could be a call to engagement, asking people, what would you have done if this had happened to you? Something like that, to get people to comment and engage and have a conversation. So really sky's the limit. There's a million things you might be wanting to get depending on your specific product or situation. And I really think it's as simple as asking in an interesting way at the end of the video or putting it in one of those two places, the caption or the comment section.
0: This has been awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all this information. Yeah. I know that so many people do get overwhelmed by the idea of I'm going to really dive deep into TikTok or I'm really going to try to make this a main marketing platform for me. I know a lot of people who are like, I'll dabble here and there, but I don't really know what I'm doing. So we'll see if we can make this work. So I think that this episode is going to be super, super helpful for anyone who's like, all right, I've really been wanting to do this, but I'm just kind of floundering and don't exactly know what I'm doing. So thank you so much for coming on here and sharing all of your information. I think it'll be really helpful. (laughs) Yes, definitely. And I think for anybody who is like nervous
1: about getting started, we put it off for so long because that just feels like such a commitment in another social media platform. But I would say just quick two things to that one the TikTok is so unique because it's sort of evergreen in a way that Instagram or Facebook isn't. Once you post something, it's it's gone to the universe after, unless you repost it. TikTok is still promoting videos we posted months ago. So it really is nice to know that work you put in isn't just gone after that first week. And then the other thing too, is like I was saying before, really, you don't have to post every day. If you do great and you might grow a lot faster, but if you put time into making really high quality content and you do it once a week, that can have really great success as well. So I definitely encourage people to get in on it. Who knows how things will change with TikTok and if it'll be as easy to grow a following on there, but it is really still an open place to get equal footing no matter your resources.
0: That is great advice. Thank you again for sharing this. My last question for you is just where can everyone find you after they listen to this episode?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I'm um, on all the social media, obviously for TikTok. You can find me at Truer Crime Pod, just like True Crime with an R at the end of True, Truer Crime Pod. And then that's actually the same handle for Twitter and Instagram. My personal Instagram account, I post lots of things related to that in my photography business and my personal life. It's at Celicia Stanton, C E L I S I A S T A N T O N. And then lastly, for photo stuff, it's at Celicia Stanton Photo or Celicia. LisaStanton.com. Obviously, if you want to listen to the podcast, um, if you look up True Crime, it's on every podcast listening platform that you you listen to podcasts on. Direct links are on all those social media channels as well. We have 10 episodes out of first season and would love, love, love if any of you want to listen if you're into True Crime.
0: Yes. Go listen to the podcast. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much. This has been great and I really appreciate it.
1: Yes, of course. I'm looking forward to to hearing the episode and it was nice to chat with you today. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If what you heard was impactful in any way, it would mean the world to me if you left a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And if we aren't friends on Instagram yet, come join the party at Katrina.Widener or come visit the website at KatrinaWidener.com.